Hello and welcome to Shield Bash. I am Britt, your GM. And today, today we're doing something a little bit different. We have an esteemed writer as a guest. We'll be chatting about up and coming things. Tom Knaus. Hello. Tom, how are you? There you I'm, are. I'm doing well. How are you? Great. Glad to be here this afternoon. So, um, Tom, you are working closely with, if not employed by, Frog God Games. Am I correct? Uh, that would be correct. Yep. Excellent. Can you uh, tell us a little bit more about Frog God and what we might know from them? You know, our listenership might not be the hugest, but they're we are kind of global. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's fine. We are a um, tabletop role-playing game uh, company that produces um, products for 5e. We were doing Pathfinder for a long time. We kind of stopped doing Pathfinder for a little while. We're kind of doing it again since some of our most devoted fans are still loyal Pathfinder players. Um, we also have our own um, game system engine called Swords and Wizardry, which is a early uh, retro clone of Zero-E or One-E or however you want to refer to it. Yeah, so we do those products, uh, and we have our own campaign setting called The World of the Lost Lands. What we are is kind of like a successor to Necromancer Games, which came out at the advent of 3E and produced a lot of various titles um, under the Swords and, I believe it was a Swords and Sorcery line, as well as its own line. And then we kind of took the mantle from there and then kind of resurrected Necromancer Games again. Um, we Our motto is first edition feel, you know, whatever rule system you want to use. That's a brief overview of what Frog God Games does. When this opportunity came up, I was surprised to learn I was more familiar with Frog God than I thought I was. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's uh, this one little little known uh, adventure that you can you can run called. Well, I'm going to say it wrong because I, I was listening to an interview with you and somebody else, and you said it totally different. But Rapanathuk is the way we say it. Uh yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's like uh, epic level stuff right there, man. Killed many a hero. Over time, yeah, it's a mega dungeon, so it's not as big as a few of our products. Like uh, Slumbering Czar is absolutely gigantic, and so <laughs> is the Blight. But it's pretty hefty, you know. And it is a meat grinder, so it will take oh, a yeah. bunch of players. Oh yeah, bad things <laughs> can happen. Ah uh, yeah, don't go down the well. That's the old motto. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's a little bit about. Now, you are you on staff there, or do you freelance? Uh, last I heard, it was 95% your work goes towards Frog God. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm technically not an employee, but, I mean, I'm kind of the equivalent of one. So, um, I do, quote-unquote, freelance, but, I mean, I pretty much work exclusively for Frog God, except for a little, you know, side light here and there that somebody asked me to do. And right. I feel in a gracious mood to do it for them. Excellent. Speaking of which, how did you hear about our little podcast? Anyway, just just curious. Um, well, actually, our marketing um, person, uh, John Barnhouse, uh, reached out to many people, and you responded. <laughs> That's how I heard. Hey. I did check it out before the call, though. So you guys do Pathfinder. You guys are doing um, Smash Skull? Yeah, first edition, Serpent we're Skull? doing uh, Serpent Skull. Okay, exactly it's right. kind of funny, actually, because one of the writers who participated on this project is Tim Hitchcock, who did the second one in that uh, adventure path. Nuh-uh. Wow. <laughs> yep, and one of our company's co-founders, Greg Vaughn, did the, the fourth one. Oh, now path. tell me this, because that was another surprising thing to learn. 
You have a Bob as a co-founder, don't you? I don't think so. There's no Bob no. that I know of. No. Okay. No. All right. We'll skip that one then. All right. <laughs> <laughs> one of our players, uh, he has the opportunity to go to a lot more cons than we can. He's accrued a bunch of vacation time. And somebody from Frog God Games, uh, he got to play with at a table somewhere. I, I forget exactly where, but he said it was so cool because they printed the maps out on a big old shower curtain and just kind of rotated around and... Oh, a, okay, okay. He played Pico Manor then, probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that would be Mark, and uh, yeah, he's totally excited to hear, get this opportunity to collaborate with you guys a little bit here. Okay. So, yeah. So, what what about Tom? What are your accreditations, contributions? What's the right word I'm looking for here? What have I done for Frogot? <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I would. Uh, um, actually, it's funny you mentioned uh, Rappin' Athuk, because I did part of Rappin' Athuk. So oh, no. Yeah, I did part of that. I am... How dare you? I know, <laughs> I know, I was mean, but uh, I did part of a Rappin' Athuk. I did all of what we call the Perilous Vistas um, books, so if you're familiar with our Pathfinder products, all of uh, uh, Dunes of Desolation, Fields of Blood, uh, Mountains of Madness, Marshes of Malice. So they were kind of environmental books, but they also had a lot of uh, crunch in them, and they also had adventures in them. So I did that. Uh, I did parts of the World of the Lost Lands as well. And right now I am uh, doing uh, a project called Tuwal, which will be going to Kickstarter very short soon. It's a uh, Mesoamerican-inspired uh, expansion to the Lost Lands campaign setting. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited about it. You don't say. So how close are we uh, emulating to the original uh, Mesoamerica in this uh, compilation here? Um, it's pretty close. We did obviously make some changes um, because some things weren't that compatible if we were totally authentic to the source material but uh, i think we tried to keep it as close as we could whenever possible uh, you know we have to deviate here and there because there were some things that were just not really feasible we did try and keep it true to you know what we were looking to do with this mm -hmm. project so and i think we did a really good job of that so are we talking you know uh, pyramids and sacrifices and conquistadors and um, no on that part. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. It has um, a religion that's based upon the actual uh, Aztec mythology. It's pretty close to it. Um, some of the components of the religion are still in it, so there is sacrifice, but sacrifice in this version takes many forms up to and including human sacrifice. Um, but we try not to emphasize that. We're we're saying it happens on a macro level, but not so much on a micro level where, you know, your individual character will benefit from a performing a sacrifice. Um, oh, okay. We want to, to avoid that, you know, and we also want to really um, celebrate this culture, which is, in many respects, we think kind of think underappreciated that they did do a lot of really incredible things that, you know, are kind of overshadowed by their rather rapid decline in the early 16th century so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know yeah we were more focused on on the aztecs than on you know the outside forces that came later so let's just keep it sure. that way <laughs> sure sure so now the, is this a, a a setting that you could apply to any game or is this meant to be a standalone or um well the actual setting is uh system neutral so you can take the setting and it's actually an island setting which we thought was advantageous because if you don't play in the lost lands but you still want to use this, you could just drop it anywhere. It's in the middle of the ocean. Some place. Lost Island, yeah. 
Right, Lost Island, you can do that. So it's, it's pretty flexible in that regard. So the basic book is system neutral. However, what we're going to doing is we're going to include um, system guidebooks for 5e, Swords and Wizardry, and to a lesser extent, uh, and, and Pathfinder. Swords and Wizardry is going to get a little lesser treatment. Hey, was that a tail that just went in front of your That face? is a tail. My cat, Santini, loves to be on podcasts and <laughs> meetings, and he just doesn't take no for an answer. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He I'm thinks ready. the feline perspective needs to be included in these games. He's quite the gamer, and he likes to make a lot of appearances at the game table. So he's he probably the exist. cat in the memes. Yeah, you're probably that's probably what it is. That's a side hustle for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> it. You ready for my close up? Yes, I'm ready for my close up, Mr. Demille. Mm-hmm. Now, what movie does that come from? A little trivia question. Um, are, do you know, or are you just testing I my knowledge? Okay. No, I do know. Okay. Your little test. You know, if you'd asked me last week, I could have told you the actress that it was from, but yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank Ooh. at the moment. Give me the actress. Gloria Swanson. <laughs> Gloria Swanson I... from Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. That's right. Mm-hmm. Wasn't That's that uh, among the uh, the very first film noir? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it was. It was mm-hmm. one of the, it's probably one of the prime film noirs, along with, I would say, probably The Third Man. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, what's the one with Fred McMurray where he is the uh, double indemnity? Mm-hmm. Um, a few of those other film noir films. Uh, I'm a big movie buff, so. Oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's going back a little bit far. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, it, you know, it still holds up really well. It's really incredible. My niece set up an outdoor theater um, in her backyard, and, you know, they were trying to get, like, a, co- a pirated movie. I said, why don't you just go on and play Sunset Boulevard? And they actually were like, wow, this is really good. And they said, I don't. Uh-huh. It's a pretty good movie. It holds up really well. Some things really are timeless, aren't they? Yes, and some things you look back on, you cringe, and you go, oh, I can't yeah. that one time. Oh, oh yeah. it's so bad. Hawk the Slayer. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 leave, it in my, uh, leave it in my teenage years and let it stay there. Speaking of which, you've been around the business one way or another for quite a while, haven't you? Been, uh, yeah, I've been in it for since about 2000. I took a little bit of a hiatus when um, 4E came out, um, and there wasn't really an open license. And then I kind of came back when Pathfinder had its, you know, its uh, genesis, and I've been in it ever since. So about 20 years total. Yeah, I was listening to a, a different interview. Somebody at a tavern. I'm sorry, name escapes me. Yeah, that's it. And you guys were talking about, yeah, somebody had a red box. We didn't know what we were getting into. We didn't even have the right dice, you know. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) pretty much. That was it. I can relate. Yeah, been around playing for a while myself. Okay. Somehow I wound up GMing this thing. Oh, I remember. I had the time. Nobody else did. (laughs) Oh. I wish I had that time. Exactly. So when does this uh, new item hit the Kickstarter? When can we tell people to look for it? Uh, we were hopeful it would be this week, but um, it's going to now be actually next week. So okay. it'll be sometime next week. Uh, we'll have a preview page ready very soon. Uh, Excellent. So we'll do that. We'll be some, John will be sending out the links for um, that page. So keep an eye out for that as well. Excellent. So I can I can probably have Mr. Will incorporate that to uh, this uh, recording by the time it's released, possibly. 
Yeah, it should be. That should be possibly. Good. Yeah. All right. Cool. Excellent. What else do you want to talk about, sir? Well, boy. Uh, what's, what's next after this project? You know, what's next after this is kind of, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm still, like, knee-deep in it because there's some stuff that needs to still be edited, a few things that need to be fixed. Mm -hmm. I have lots of interviews to do. I think uh, you're about number seven, and I think I have about 20 more to go. Wow, <laughs> so, is that all? Yeah, I want to be a chatty <laughs> fellow for a little while. You know, and I'm trying to, I'm actually truly really trying to do this card game because I... Yeah, I played Tessender for the first time on the weekend with what I think is a good audience, mix of audience. I had some adults and some teenagers, and they took really well to it. They really liked it, and it was, you know, didn't did need. It was good to do it too with them, get to play test because you know there were some things that we found that needed to be could be tweaked. They liked the basic idea and the basic mechanic, um, but there were a few things like that they thought needed to be adjusted, and I kind of I agreed with them after that. So I'm I'm kind of really going, you know, keeping this as a sidelight. Obviously, you know. Once I get a new project assigned to me from Frogod, um, I'll be working on that. But this is kind of like my little diversion for the moment. Right. So, that's that's totally your baby. That's this is totally my baby. So yeah, nice. I'm with this, I'm probably going to kickstart it myself and, and try and get it out there. Maybe hopefully be lucky and be the next Cards Against Humanity or Floating Kittens or something like that. So do you have do you have a name for it? I yet? do. It's called Bitch and Moan. Bitch and Moan. Yep, and the tagline is, anyone can complain, but it takes a special someone to bitch and moan. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's pretty funny. We, we did it, and it, was, it, was, it worked out really well. So I'm really psyched to delve into that and then get back into doing some RPG work and whatever, you know, comes up next. Probably I'll be doing one of the Lost Lands um, source books. So similar to what I'm doing now, except using ready established material and just expanding upon it rather than doing it from scratch like this was. Oh yeah, yeah. It's much easier to do it that way. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot more. Sometimes it's a, a little rough. But you know what though? It, it's kind of like it's not your. It does. It feels like your own, but it doesn't feel like your own. Like this totally feels like my baby, and that feels like mm -hmm. you know my adopted child that I love, but that is much as my own real baby. So. <laughs> so yeah, it's a. We were talking about the card uh, game that you were developing a little bit before we started, but. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that you you definitely have some plans for that. Bitch and oh, yeah. moan. Look for yeah. that in the future, everybody. That'll be uh, interesting to see what you've come up with there. Oh, it's 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 totally bizarre. <laughs> People <laughs> use cards, they're just like, oh my god, how do you think of this crazy stuff? Like, I don't know. It just comes to my mind. So, random thoughts, jot them down, and keep going? Is that how you started? Yeah, pretty much. It was just yeah. like an idea, and I just I had the idea about a year ago, and I'm like, you know, I kind of revisited it, and then like in the middle of the night, it just hit me. I'm like, oh my god, that's like perfect. And then I figured <laughs> out I can do this mechanic with it, and I can do this, and I can add this little nuance, and I'll add a little bit of strategy to it, and it might be actually pretty cool. So hopefully I can do that, and hopefully it'll come out soon or that's in excellent. the near future. Yeah, looking forward to it. Excellent. Now, uh, have you guys had much success with uh, Kickstarter in the past, one way or the other? Frogot? Oh, yeah. We've had a lot of Kickstarters. I think we're probably oh. on, like, our 20th or 30th. I don't, I don't even know. It's, it's at least in the oh, 20th. Wow. Yeah, no, no. We've done pretty well on our Kickstarters. I think we've only had, like, one that we didn't fund, but we kind of pulled it back for a couple reasons. Um, and then we had one that came out right around the COVID, and, you know, we were able to... Okay. 
So that, yeah, that was, bad timing there. <laughs> yeah, too much uncertainty at that time. So it was just yeah, we'll, we'll revisit this later. So then the again the name of the the Kickstarter that's forthcoming within this next week is with it's, the Mesoamerican theme. It's mm-hmm. going to be called what? Tawal, and it'll be spelled T E H U A T L. So most people see the T L and they go Tuttle. And it's no, it's just a, like a longer L. So it's spelled, T-L. but it's like a low sound, not like a T. Mm. Yeah, we have a pronunciation guide in the book. So I was going to say you're going to you're going to have to. <laughs> yeah, we figured that was going to be a little problematic. So we're trying to keep the words as short as we could without too many. Um, you know, unusual letter combinations that would have people going, uh, tall, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting. And now, is that also somewhat related to the language they might have spoken back then? Yes. Yeah, okay. we actually we actually base it on the Wal, which is the language that was spoken at the time. Now, again, there's nobody here from 500 years ago, so they can't tell us exactly how it was pronounced. You know, we have to kind of make guesses, or ed- let's call them educated guesses on how it was pronounced, mm-hmm. um, because the Aztecs had no alphabet, so there's no like quote unquote Aztec writing um, that was contemporary prior to um, the conquistadors. So what happened was a lot of the writing was put in these codices, where it was kind of like a Rosetta Stone, where it was phonetically spelled on one side in Nahuatl, and on the other side of the page would be the Spanish translation. Okay. So it, you kind of like had to do some retrofitting to try and figure out how it was pronounced. So mm. yeah, so it's not a, it's not a you know a precise pronunciation because like I said, we can't be a hundred percent sure how it was pronounced. Oh gosh, no. Years ago, but you yeah, know, we're taking an educated guess on how it was pronounced. It's probably pretty close. Because... Yeah, I would think it's pretty close. I mean, the language is still spoken today in some parts of the world, but. In Mexico, actually, but it's kind of like, as with anything else, as more influences crept into it, it kind of evolved and changed, just like any language does. Absolutely. And it is funny how language evolves over time. Yeah, right. English has evolved. How many foreign words have been incorporated in English over the years? Too many to count. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then they're changing the ones we had right. <laughs> right. And how many new ones creep in that people like made up? How, how long ago was... Uh, YouTuber wasn't a word. If you said a YouTuber, no one would have exactly. any idea what you were saying 20 years ago. Look, what's that? You know, YouTube. Or, right, right. Or, you know, I tweeted. Well, tweet means a bird makes a tweet. How did you tweet? <laughs> oh, I tweeted. Wait a second. Is, is that a good that? thing? <laughs> I'm not sure. Is it? <laughs> I think our podcast is on Twitter, but I personally am not. I've heard it's an evil, evil place. Yeah, I'm not on Twitter either, and I've heard pretty much the similar reports, so I've kind of stayed off Twitter. In an effort to remain positive. Yes. Thought, yeah. No, yeah. let's not do that. Mm, I'll pass. <laughs> so, we've got... I'm not even going to try. Say it again. Tuwal. Tuwal. Okay. Tuwal to look out for here coming out soon, folks, on Kickstarter. And then after that sometime, bitch and moan. Definitely look out for that. Yes, that would be exciting. I really want to see that. I, I do. Oh. Okay, well, when it's when it's prototyped, I'll try and give you guys a sneak peek of it. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have your people talk to our people. Yeah, we can do like a virtual game online to uh, play test it a little more. Oh, that'd be cool. 
Mm-hmm. I'd be up for that. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Heck yeah. Again, have the people talk to each other. All right. It'll be great. Peeps in touch with your peeps. <laughs> Excellent. So look for that on Kickstarter, everybody. Support them. We love it. Yes, please do. Absolutely. Any last thoughts, sir? Please look out for it and please support it. And uh, my dinner's on the table, so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're done. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a great day, everyone. And Absolutely. You too. You too, Brett. I'm also going to try and make you laugh, because that's what I do. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I, I used to do a comedy show in college, so. And I'm, actually, right. doing, I'm actually designing right now, I'm trying to design a uh, comedy uh, card game. So. Comedy card game? Well, you know, in the vein of, like, uh, Cards Against Humanity and Super Fight, except uh, a little oh, okay. different. Okay, I was thinking more yeah. like a Munchkin kind of thing, but yeah. No, okay. no, 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 a little different. It's got a little strategy in it, though, unlike those games, but it's it's more on that engine than munchkin so sweet hmm? sounds like a plan gonna... well uh i'll tell you what let's uh let's try this i was just gonna do my normal intro for for our little podcast and and uh today though we're doing something a little different and, and go from there okay so, does that work yeah oh, but tell me this first so i don't sure. sound like a total ass uh-huh. how do i say your last name properly uh canals okay you do pronounce the k yes okay Mine yeah. is Vanderboo, just in case you were wondering. Okay, and you would Vanderboo. never figure it out. <laughs> All right. So you're a Brit Vanderboo. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. And I'm not a sir, so <laughs> you mm. have to call me sir. You don't have to, but you know. Okay. All right. Shield Bash is made in association with Knights of the Octagon and Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at shieldbash.net, on Facebook at Shieldbash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shield Bash. Music by Lee Rosevere. Serpent Skull and Pathfinder are the property of Paizo Publishing Incorporated. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com.